The right to dissent is fair and well, but public spaces cannot be occupied indefinitely for demonstrations, and in such cases, the administration ought to take action. That was the Supreme Court's verdict on Shaheen Bagh-style protest. But what does that mean for a right to protest? The Shaheen Bagh sit-in protest against the Citizenship Amendment Bill began in December and carried on for over 100 days, well up to the start of the lockdown mandated by the coronavirus pandemic. While it gained momentum in the capital, petitions were filed in the Supreme Court, seeking to remove the protesters, alleging that their protest was hindering movement of traffic and affecting the right to free movement. And it's during the hearing of one such petition that the Supreme Court observed that there needs to be a balance between the right to protest and the right to movement. While the verdict doesn't go against the protesters, it says that going forward, such demonstrations of dissent have to be held in designated spaces. But legal experts are of the opinion that it not only violates international laws, but also goes against the Supreme Court's own judgment from the past. Does this verdict impede the right to assemble? Does it hold the right to movement over the right to protest? You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shalpuri. So let's start with what this case was about. The 24/7 Shaheen Bagh protest began with a tent and a few women, but soon it became a symbol of resistance and inspiration for many other protests in the country. Since December 15, as the protest grew in size, Shaheen Bagh residents occupied a stretch of the GD Birla Marg. a key road connecting delhi to noida to protest against the ca and the nrc and several petitions were filed earlier this year asking the court to shift the site of protest elsewhere citing traffic holdups while the bench of the court headed by justice call tried to resolve the matter by appointing scene advocate sanjay hegre and advocate sadhana ramachandran as interlocutors it was the coronavirus pandemic that finally broke up the protest on 23rd march Months after the protest site got vacated and the stage and other setups dismantled by the police, on 7th October, the Supreme Court decided a petition seeking clearance of the protest site and said, and I'm quoting the Supreme Court bench, "Quote: We have to make it unequivocally clear that public ways and public spaces cannot be occupied in such a manner and that too indefinitely. Democracy and dissent go hand in hand, but then the demonstrations expressing dissent have to be in designated places alone." End quote. In the case of Shaheen Bagh they said that what was witnessed is that one the Delhi High Court should have monitored the situation and the administration should have acted sooner to prevent the encroachment and two I'm quoting the Supreme Court again quote what had started out as a protest caused inconvenience to commuters end quote but the second point in fact still remains contested who really is responsible for the traffic situation at Shaheen Bagh the protesters or the police Even though the petition filed by advocate Amit Saini holds that the protest caused traffic snarls around Delhi, an affidavit filed in February 2020 by the former chairperson of the National Commission for Minorities and the former Chief Information Commissioner Wajahat Habibullah lay the blame with the police. His affidavit listed out a few roads around the GD Birla Marg, such as in Jamia Millia Islamia, New Friends Colony, Maharani Bagh, and Sukhdev Vihar. and argued that if the police remove the blockades there then the traffic could be cleared out 
and reacting to the judgment some of the famous dadis of Shaheen Bagh who became symbols of resistance themselves along with other women protesters told the queen that for 100 days they sat in protest to protect the constitution but nobody came to talk to them about their trials and tribulations 82 year old bilkis dadi who was recently featured in times top 100 most influential persons alleges that it's the police who had blocked the road while the protesters facilitated the movement of school vans and ambulances smoothly another resident of the locality shaheen says that every time there's a protest the authorities divert the traffic and close the metro station down hina another protester says that the government used the protest to gain votes in the delhi elections and so the women protesters of shaheen bagh ask where do they exactly go to protest and what options do they have listen in hum kahan jayenge apna virodh karne ko hame koi government ne koi jagah nahi di na hamari sunwai kari koi to ek tarah baithe the humne road band nahi kara dusri tarah police wala na unhone barrier lagaye school wale bachcho ki gaadi bhi nikalti thi aur ambulance bhi nikalti maine char protest ghar mein baith ke kiya aap logo ko pata chala sarkar ko pata chala घर में बैठ के कोई प्रोटेस्ट होता है और जो जगह आपने मुकर्र किया है उस जब प्रोटेस्ट किया जाता है तो वहाँ के जो ट्रैफिक है उसको डाइवर्ट कर दिया जाता है मेट्रो बंद कर दी जाती है स्टेशन बंद कर दिए जाते हैं उसके बाद हमारे पास क्या क्या आगे ऑप्शन रह गया है संविधान को बचाने के लिए लड़ाई के लिए बट इतना लंबा इस वजह से चला कि कोई पूछने ही नहीं आया कि क्या हमको प्रॉब्लम है साइन बाग की महिलाएं के बैठी हुई है बुरी पंचानवे साल की दादी और बीस दिन का बच्चा तक दो डिग्री सेंटिग्रेट में बैठा रहा लेकिन किसी को परवाही नहीं हुई हमारे देश की सरकार को परवाही नहीं की इतनी महिलाएं क्या चाहती है एक बार बात करना जरूरी नहीं समझी पुलिस ने गया कुछ कम कार्रवाई करी हमारे बच्चों पर लाठिया चलाई डंडे चलाए गोलियां चलाई कुछ कम करी कार्रवाई दिल्ली पुलिस ने कौन सी दिल्ली पुलिस ने हमारा साथ दिया इसको प्रशासन ने बढ़ावा दिया दिल्ली इलेक्शंस के लिए उसको पूरा यूज़ किया हमारी भावनाओं के साथ खेला है वो सरकार उन्होंने दिल्ली इलेक्शन पे इस प्रोटेस्ट को यूज़ किया है हम तो इसी वजह से उठे जो बीमारी का वो होगा था अन्य हम उठने वालों में से नहीं थे Effectively, this verdict can be seen as a ban on protests in public places. But can the court put such a blanket restriction in place? The issue of protests in public spaces had come up before the court in the year 1972 in the Himmat Lal Shah judgment, where the constitutional bench held that while the right to assemble didn't mean that citizens can assemble wherever they want to, neither could the state take away the right by prohibiting assembly in every street and every road. there could only be reasonable restrictions in view of public order and reading from that earlier judgment which was binding on the bench hearing the shaheen bag matter supreme court advocate karuna nandi analyzes the recent verdict it cites the constitutional bench in himmatlal and it says and i'm going to read it because why not read the read the um, words as they are it say that the state cannot by law abridge or take away the right of assembly by prohibiting assembly on every public street or every public space the state can only make regulations in aid of the right of assembly of each citizen and can only impose reasonable restrictions in the interests of public order right so this judgment says quite clearly that you can only limit the right to protest with reference to article 192 which is the violation of the public order now what is public order there's a long line of supreme court judgments that define public order public order is not the 
disruption of traffic. Public order is not even some rowdy elements committing some crime, although there's no allegation here of that. That's not a disruption of public order uh, either. Public order is a threat to the very rule of law, right? So maybe a riot or maybe um, large scale, large scale um, assault on the state. I mean, an assault on the state or something as big as that, you know? There is no evidence whatsoever that there was that violation of public order here. Indeed, reading the judgment, it's not even recorded as alleged, right? So can you then limit the right to protest with regard? Nandi also points out that not only does this judgment go against its own order, it also violates international laws on the right to peaceful assembly under the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. These blanket statements are a problem because you can't, in a blanket manner, spatially decide what's going to happen in terms of prohibition of protest in advance of any such uh, consideration of the nature of the protest and the various interests that would be affected. International law on this is fairly clear that it says that you have to look at these assemblies on a case-by-case -case basis. So the UN Special Rapporteur's um, uh, report on the freedom of assembly says that blanket bans, including on the exercise of the right entirely, or, this is important, any exercise of the right in specific places or at particular times, are intrinsically disproportionate. Now think of how, how strong that is. Because they preclude consideration of the uh, specific circumstances of each proposed assembly. Assemblies are an equally legitimate use of public space as commercial activity or, and this is important, the movement of vehicles and pedestrian traffic. Any use of public space requires some measure of coordination to protect different interests, absolutely. Um, so if one road is blocked, open up another road, slight inconvenience, you know, you have to take a detour, for example, right? But there are many legitimate ways in which individuals may use public spaces and a certain level of disruption to ordinary life caused by assemblies, including disruptions of traffic, annoyance, and even harm to commercial activities must be tolerated if the right is not to be deprived of its substance. And it also talks of how there is an obligation on states to facilitate protests. Surely, the state should be able to see those who are protesting against them. Surely, the average citizen should be able to see and hear what protesters are saying. Surely, you shouldn't have a bunch of stalls, which is basically a little protest mela that is packed in and insulated against the, not just the traffic, but the general population, where the protesters are basically only talking to themselves. And not only does this take away the lifeblood of any protest, it means that neither the state nor citizens know what problems the protesters are facing. But the important question is, what implications will this verdict have on protests going forward? Renowned public interest litigation lawyer Prashant Bhushan says that it's likely that the authorities will now use this judgment to restrict protests further. 
Yeah, so uh, in my view, there are some things in the judgment which are very odd. Uh, for example, the court says that uh, pro protests can only be in designated places. And they quote uh, Himmatlal Shah to justify this proposition. Himmatlal Shah, in fact, says exactly the opposite. Himmatlal Shah says that you cannot restrict the right to protest to only a few places or have a requirement for prior permission, etc. The authorities in that sense do need to balance the right to protest with the right of uh, other citizens to move freely, etc. But you cannot say that uh, in every case the right of free movement will trump the right to protest, which is what uh, to some extent this judgment seems to suggest. So this judgment is in the teeth of that Himmatlal Shah, which is a, a, a judgment of a larger bench. And therefore it is per incurium in that sense. But uh, unfortunately the authorities and the police will use this judgment to further restrict uh, protests in public places, etc. and designate like they have done, been doing for a long time, designated only Jantar Mantar as a protest site. They are not allowing protests in most other places, etc. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.